You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. Hey there, welcome to this week's podcast. I am Josh Vietti. I'm here. We have a special guest today. We have Pastor Jim Cruz from Thousand Oaks, California. What's up, everybody? How's the weather over there? Is it nicer than it is here? Sunny. Okay. Uh, sunrise today was epic. Okay, so that's nicer. Uh, yeah. And we have Pastor Ron Vietti, who is with us today. And uh, we have Vinciera. Hey. And um, yeah, we're, we're the crew. We're the crew for today. And uh, we're going to be talking about... All kinds of stuff. I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. I'm just going to be honest, but I know where we're going to start. We're going to start with questions and answers. No, we're and, not. Um, <laughs> we're not. I, got, I, want to, I, I got some on my mind I've got to talk about okay. real quick. And I think we'll have a whole podcast on this. I'm going to fire myself. But uh, <laughs> The Biology of Belief is a book that I referred to quite often, Bruce Lipton. And uh, I ordered it again because I couldn't find my copy. And basically, this book, it says on the back, will forever change how you think about your own thinking. Stunning new scientific discoveries about the biochemical effects of the brain's functioning show that all the cells of your body are affected by your thoughts. And in this book, he will talk about how people are changing their lives as far as being medically healed, different things by the way their thoughts operate. And again, he, he says in this book, he says that I'm not saying that you can just start thinking positive thoughts and be healed, but he said it's your subconscious mind that affects your genes. Hmm. We used to always think it was the opposite way around, that your, your genes affected all this. But he says, no, your thought life, especially your subconscious brain, affects your genes and he kind of hints to it in the book, and I haven't read it all. I've just kind of pieced through is it. Is this a mainstream book, or is it a Christian book? No, it's a mainstream book. And so um, as far as I know, I'm trying to think now. I don't think he has—he uh, doesn't come from a Christian perspective at all. Mm. And this is scientists that have discovered this. And, of course, I started right away thinking about, you know, uh, the fact that—and he, he does mention in the book that— as we raise our children, we're building up what they believe in their subconscious. We're, we're mm. putting values in them, values, values that they can't get away from. Right. And all I'm saying is train a child up in the way he ought to go, the Bible says, and he will not depart from that way. Could it be a subconscious mind mm -hmm. will be so programmed? And then I thought too, because I went to my telephone and I thought, okay, the subconscious mind even has the ability to heal you, to heal you. And I started thinking of myself even when I had leukemia. I, I heard from God, and by hearing from Him, you know, faith is a result. Faith cometh from hearing, hearing from the Word of God. And I just knew that I knew that I knew after I heard God three or four times, there is no way I won't live. I can't die of this. And, I, of course, I didn't die. And the leukemia is pretty much out of my body. And it, it, I think that the Word of God is so powerful, it can reprogram your subconscious. Hmm. And I asked, I asked the internet, I said, how, how do you reprogram your subconscious mind, you know, your brain? And it says positive affirmations, visualization, hypnosis. And by the way, in the book, they hypnotized a kid and got him healed, a miraculous healing by hypnotizing him and uh, putting thoughts in his mind. And the medical field was just astounded. Meditation, it says meditation. So I started thinking about meditation and I thought, uh, in Psalms, uh, chapter one, verse two, 
the psalmist begins by describing the man who is blessed. Now, the word blessed, I've given it a working definition through the years. The word blessed means that God's touch on your life is going to be so evident that people will almost even be envious. Blessed is a huge word. And it says here, here's the blessed man. He who doesn't keep company with a bad crowd. Furthermore, the word of God governs his thought life. Both day and night, he thinks about what God has disclosed in his word. Now, here's the key. He thoroughly enjoys spending time in reading and pondering the word and meditating, meditating on the word. So the idea, you guys talked to me, meditation has just went out of the church now. Uh, I don't hear it talked about much, preached about, like a cow chewing its cud. But the rumination where it's going through all the different digestive. Would that change our subconscious mind? Yeah, absolutely. And could our subconscious mind in return heal our bodies? Well, I think it's crazy that this is science telling us a fact that Scripture has told us for thousands of years that do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, Mm -hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So pattern, again, we're, we're talking science, has now deemed neural pathways as this pattern of thinking that happens in our brains, that when we have a thought, it creates this pathway that if you have a thought over and over and over again, it creates a groove. You call Mm -hmm. them grooves. So the groove can become so deeply entrenched in us that it will get to that subconscious level. So why couldn't the Holy Spirit jump into that groove and and create a new neural pathway? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's amazing, and it just blows me away and excites me when I see the world. And by the way, this book, we could put a link on at the end, or whatever, yeah. but it's, it's The Biology of Belief by Bruce H. Lipton, Ph.D. And uh, so it excites me, though. I see mm-hmm. the world proving the Bible. Like you yeah. say, Jim, we've had this here in front of us forever, mm-hmm. meditation, and uh, we haven't taken mental, full advantage of it. And mental so so important, too. I, I, t- I was on a bike ride this morning. I was telling you guys, and I had to climb up um, about 1,000 feet, and then I had to go downhill. And I got to the bottom of the hill, and I'm like, oh, I got to climb back up that. And so as I'm pedaling along a couple more miles, I keep thinking in the back of my mind, I got to make it back up that hill. Like, I have to climb out. And as I start climbing out, I kept saying to myself, like, anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. Anybody can climb out. And it was like repetitive, like on repeat, because I knew that if I didn't just like convince my mind that it was, that I was able to do it, there was no way I was climbing out of that hill. I was like, I'm going to die out here. It started pouring rain. It was a whole thing. So I think, um, being able to, like you said, have repetition and be able to believe that you can do something and overcome. I think like when the Bible talks about faith, I think a lot of that faith comes from that repetition of prayer and like really believing in who God says he is and believing in in what he has done. Romans says faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word word of Christ. Yeah. And that's rhema. That's not logos. That's a word spoken to you personally Mm -hmm. and confirmed. And just like leukemia, I, God spoke to me, confirmed it just three times in a real strong way. And, uh, and the result is I'm healed because I believed it with all my heart. And so that, that's a pretty crazy discovery, but that's not our podcast today. Uh, I think we're, we're going to, we want to answer a health question because they keep coming in. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll try to finish up on demon spirits. So if you got little kids around, you might want to uh, move to another room or whatever. That's, that's where we want on. to go. But uh, someone had uh, questioned me in, in, on the, after the health podcast about uh, 
RFs, radio frequency waves, and how bad they are for you. We talked about EMFs on our podcast, but radio frequency waves are, are, are really bad too. Really, they're, they're part of EMFs. They're, they're one and the same to a degree. Um, so, uh, you know, your RF uh, waves, uh, frequencies and, and, and waves, they come from uh, 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 your Wi-Fi, from your wireless internet. Uh, they can come from cell phone towers. That's more RFs, uh, radio frequencies than, than uh, did I say RFIs? I might have. I, no, I, I don't think so. Okay. I think you said RFs. Yeah, these RFs. Yeah. And uh, so I have a meter that, that measures RFs and EMFs. And uh, I just had internet put in my house a while back. I, I uh, have it up at my house in the mountains and there I unplug it every night. But I had to put in my house down here in the valley and I took my new meter and I measured uh, the RFs coming uh, through the router in my house and I was amazed. I was getting like 12, 13 times more uh, of these waves than uh, was said to, to stay under because of health issues. Mm. In other words, I was away over uh, the amount safe uh, with the RFs that were coming out of my, my router, my wireless internet router. So I unplugged it and the waves went down almost normal. And it was this RF, uh, not RF, but my, my uh, wireless router that was putting out these waves. And so I want to talk about that a little bit, and I want to tell our people what they can do to counteract this. You know, it has been known for many years that exposure to very high levels of RF radiation can be harmful due to the ability of the RF energy to heat your biological tissue. Mm. And, uh, and that, in, 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 in turn, can really uh, promote cancer and other diseases. So again, and, and I did read on Newsfeed uh, a couple of weeks ago, and my daughter, I was talking to her today, and she confirmed it. They said, we can't understand why so many people under 50 are getting cancer now. And there was two articles out, two different ones. And one was in what? What did Tara read? It, it was in People Magazine. People Magazine. Yeah. That the, the, and they said that people under 50 are getting cancer mm -hmm. right and left, and we don't know why. Well, I think I know why. For a couple of decades now, I've been saying that pretty soon people might start falling over like dominoes due to cancer. And I think it's because it's the first generation that's been raised on wireless internet, bad diets. Uh, we're drinking enormous amounts of, of non-organic coffee, which I, again, I said is one of the most pesticide sprayed cops in, crops in the, the world probably. And so we, we picked up these habits over the last two decades or three that I think are, are possibly uh, creating havoc on our health. And so now we're seeing people get cancer right and left. Cancer doesn't happen for no reason. There's reasons behind it. And so we're just talking about one avenue today, and that is uh, our exposure to uh, radio frequency waves. Yeah. One of the things that um, that I kind of discovered is there's different types of uh, bandwidth, too, that comes out of these RFs. Like some of you guys, you might have your router that comes from your internet service provider, your ISP, which may be Spectrum, AT&T, and they give you a box. Usually that box is cheaply made because um, it needs to go into every house. And so they're not thinking about um, how much of those RF waves are coming out of those boxes. And so there are alternative um, things that you can buy. Um, for example, you can buy a separate router with low RFs, 
that it will allow you not to have those spikes. Because one of the things that you talked about, your RF, um, uh, how much RF was in your house, the way a router works is it, it sends a spike signal. So usually it's low, 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 and then it spikes. And what they're saying is that spike is incredibly dangerous to your health because it, it can spike up to, you know, 900 in, on these meters or 1,000 plus. Um, and like you said, that can't be good for your health. So making sure you, you, you're checking that. Um, we'll leave a link in the description on one of the meters that Pastor Ron uses um, so that you guys are aware of these meters. There's more expensive ones. There's cheaper ones. Um, but yeah, definitely um, you should look into those things. I'd give you the name of it, but I, I didn't bring it today. So if we can put a link in. Yeah, we'll put a link in. Yeah. One yeah. of the things I've seen you do to um, ensure that these uh, radiation waves or whatever they are, that they're not uh, affecting your brain as much is you always talk on your phone with speakerphone versus holding always, it to your ear. Always. And that's something anyone can do mm-hmm. um, as long as you're not, you know, as long as your conversation is, set, yeah. is, is okay to have in public, right? Or, but what do you do? People. Like I just pulled this up with my Wi-Fi and, and how you have I can... like 10 networks. Available. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah, happens? So we're surrounded by it. Well, even if you don't have well, it in your house. Right. No, even if you. So what happens is there's a fall off. So just because your phone's receiving the signal. And so a lot of that energy is coming to your phone. So your phone, if you were to hold the EMF meter, which is different than the RF, you'd realize that your phone's like the receiver to all these RF and, you know, all these different transmissions. Right. It's like you're like we talked about an antenna on top of your TV. It's the receiver. Um, so the closer you are to that receiver or the, the thing that's pushing out the signal, the worse it is. Now, like I said, for think about this, like whether you have a 2000 square foot home or you have a 500 square foot home, um, they're giving you one box to cover your whole house and they know they don't want to have to come back and do a service call. So they're going to give you a, a, like a, a router, a, bo- a boosted version of that that sends an enormous signal into your house to that, cover again, the whole house. To cover the whole house. Uh, now, mm-hmm. your neighbor might have signal, and you might see that they're little. You might get one bar from them. You're not going to have that nine hundred, that dangerous level of RF, RFs in your house from their router. Now, if it's in your house and you're not aware of it, especially if it's by your bed, some people. Um, have their routers by their bed or they have their routers mm-hmm. right in the living room where they spend a lot of family time or they have their routers um, in a common family area. So it's like you like you said, Josh, the things you can do is move your moving your router does help because if you have one router in your house and you move away from it, the number does go down. But again, without having a meter, there's no way to actually. Well, tell. My, my bedrooms are safe. Yeah. Uh, the living room, the den is not. But uh, again, what you were saying, Vince, is we got to take control yeah. of what we put in our house. Up at my mountain house the other day, I don't have cable TV, so I called this cable company to come out. And I didn't know what they were going to do. I wasn't even thinking about it. My mind was somewhere else. And they went and put a, they were putting a, a uh, what do you call it? A satellite on the Satellite on, the on top of my roof. And so after they did that, or before they did that, they hadn't done that yet. They had, had it laying in my driveway and they were putting the satellite dish together. And a guy walked in with like this two foot box. And I said, what's that? He said, we call it the tower. I said, that's the router. He said, yeah, I'm going to put this right here in your living room. And now any TV in this house, and it's a three level house, they'll all, they'll have TV because of this router right here. And I go get that out of my house. <laughs> I said, basically, buddy, you've worked about an hour and I'm going to pay you. He said, well, you can't pay me. I said, I'm going to pay you. But I said, I'm not going to have that in my house and uh, distribute all the, that uh, radio frequency waves and EMFs. And so uh, I feel especially sorry for a lot of people who are listening to this that 
they work in a, a place mm-hmm. of business, a doctor's office or wherever, and they're on wireless all day long. Or even somebody that lives in an apartment complex. A yeah. condo, a condo. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I was in a place a while back, and it's funny, I have everything. And uh, my wife said, uh, you know, being that you are probably EMF sensitive, now we might say something about that too, mm-hmm. these radio frequency waves and uh, EMFs, they might not affect everybody. I think it's uh, been talked about that some people are just EMF sensitive. I probably was because I lived under these towers for a long time, right underneath these towers that had to be projecting all kinds of RFs. And I told you, uh, I, I got curious about uh, what these RFs would do to your your uh, health. And as the time before computers and, and phones and all this, and so I'd collected just uh, a stack of papers about eight inches high from all over the world that says that if you live under these towers, you'll get cancer and it'll probably be leukemia. And I told you I was praying one day and I felt God really spoke to me and came out of my prayer closet and I told Debbie, I said, we're moving, we're moving now. And of course I got leukemia a year later and I think it was caused by those towers. So I think I have a right to talk about this, Uh, but there's things you can do, a lot of things you can do. So I don't want people listening to think, I don't have any hope because I have to work in the. First of all, you might not be EMF sensitive, like some people are, and uh, that that's in your favor if you're not. But number two, there's all kinds of other things you can do to offset this. There's no way you're going to get totally away from it. I have a saying, um, do your best and leave the rest. And just do your best. But we're going to talk in a minute. I don't want to hog up the time here. But I want to start talking about a lot of things you could do. Vince has already given you one. Yeah. And so what, what did you do? Did you go on the Internet to look for this? Uh, yeah. So uh, one of the ways you can you just type in uh, low RF routers and you can find those. So they're they're a little bit more expensive. Like anything that's healthier, it seems to be more expensive. Um, but you can get those. Again, I, I do believe that if you do have a router in your house and you can't afford to get another router, um, moving it to a place that's furthest away from your bedrooms will definitely help, at least help that spike because the spike is what you want to get rid of. Because again, for the most part, that's low, 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 and then they spike. And if it's the furthest thing from your house, the Mm -hmm. spike is going to be relatively less, um, you know, impactful to your health if it's not right. Well, what I was going to say, and I I forgot what I was going to say, is we were in a place where there had to be a lot of RFs and EMFs. And my wife walks in and says, here, babe. And she threw a blanket to me. I bought this a long time ago. It's supposed to repel uh, EMFs and all that stuff. And uh, even in condos, you know, they have paint out there that you can paint a wall. Like if you live next to somebody that has all of this uh, stuff that uh, is emitting EMFs, and, uh, and of course, EMFs will go through walls. Uh, you, you have paint. You can paint a wall. There's all kinds of things you can do. And I, I want to, again talk about that. But uh, Josh said probably the paint you put up that repels the uh, EMS. EMS probably has chemicals in the paint, you know. Well, so I, how I'm do you win? Coming, I'm just coming at it from a perspective of my uh, daughter who uh, the other the other day um, I was taking my kids to school and I left them in the truck and I had to go back inside the house and grab something. And while I was inside the house, talk radio was playing, right? And so I got back in the car and my daughter's just saying, I'm going to be 12 years old. I'm going to be 12 and Romy's going to be nine. I was like, what are you talking about? She's all, when society collapses, I'm going to be 12. <laughs> She's seven now. So <laughs> apparently apparently she did the math and uh, the talk show host said that in five years. Our she was listening while you were in the house. And so, you know, I, it, it's funny because 
uh, we've talked about a lot of this stuff before and we've uh, went back on, you know, what do we need to talk about? What is what is going to help people? And then what when do you when is it just too much? When is it too much to talk about this stuff? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and all of a sudden you're just worrying about everything. Right. And right. so I think there's a balance. I think that you uh, do the best you can. But then if you have to have the ability to set that worry down, like you said, like let, forget the rest, you know, like just say, I'm going to do the best I can with diet. I'm going to do the best I can with all these electric magnetic electromagnetic waves. But Jim, the truth of the matter is, even if you didn't have a phone, those those Wi-Fi networks are still here. They're still mm-hmm. here, and you can't avoid them. Right. And, and and if there's people that work in certain places, you can't avoid them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we, can, we can move to Alaska. All of us move to Alaska. You can move to dead zones. I mean, that's your <laughs> that's your best bet. Where you won't be, you won't have communication. And so, really, we've chosen we've chosen to be communicated or to uh, to be in this uh, constant communication with the world around us. Right over our health. That's the truth. Right. And, you know, we have to accept that and move on. Or, like you said, just, just you know, do the best you can. I think that's well, the best there's way. there's a healthy approach where you're not think about you're it. not going overboard, like you said, where you're not building up all this anxiety, like the RFs are killing me. The RF, you know, mm-hmm. like, do what you can, because I think we all should do what we can for the most part. You know, we talk yeah. about different things like global warming. It's like, you can't change it all. People are like, that doesn't exist, whatever. It's like, yeah, that doesn't exist, but, you know, maybe you should start recycling because that's mm-hmm. probably a good thing, you know? Right, so it's yeah. like, do what you can, you know? Like, do what you can. Like you said, I was uh, we were, I was watching a comedian the other night um, on Netflix, and he was talking about uh, this buffet called the Golden Corral. And I, I'm, I feel comfortable saying <laughs> it because he said it. I'm like, he's the it's the contents from him. And so anyways, he's like, yeah, I used to work there. And he's like, man, you guys would go in there and you'd be excited about your food. You know, you'd, you'd be getting your coleslaw and your, your mac and cheese and your chicken. And he's like, you guys are living your best life. He's like, what you didn't know is we were working our butts off back and forth, sweating like crazy <laughs> to get the food back out to you. And he's all once in a while, I'd go to serve those green beans and my drips of sweat would fall right in the green beans. And he's all, you know what? You guys ate it right up. He's like, it was, it made it even saltier. And he's just laughing. Everyone's yeah. laughing, but cringing at the same time. I mean, it's like he makes a great point. He's like, you still enjoyed the food, even though you didn't know the sweats in there. Now that right. you know the sweats in there, you're yeah. like, oh man, like that food was horrible. I don't think but we want to know half, <laughs> half the things in our food. But my point is, is like, uh, are you gonna? You're, you're probably more likely to die of the stress if you stress out about the RFs than you are to die of the RFs. Probably, you know it's what? Like, we, but you should do what you can. Ignorance is bliss, but ignorance can also kill you. Yes, so there's a, both. there's a, yes, there's, there's a, a balance. balance. I just right. love it. Do your best and forget, Ooh, forget the rest. The rest. Yeah. Let, let's all move to a blue zone. Oh yeah. Well, but then uh, you're going to be cut off from people, and then you're going to die of loneliness. There's Diving. the new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's uh, uh, that will put you in the blue zone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to buy the rights to that song now. Well, well, nah, well it was only three that, seconds. That, that, was, oh, okay. that was my phone going <laughs> off. I forgot to put it on silence. But uh, a group of villages in Sardinia, Italy, was the first blue zone, and uh, this region is home to male shepherds who typically walk four or five miles through the mountains daily, eat primarily plant-based diet. Here we go, gang. Uh, Mediterranean uh, and moderately consume local wine, and and, and so and this place go. in Italy. I mean, obviously they'll wait. They're, they're not, they don't have 5G cell phone towers. Uh, they don't but have, you know what they, they don't have They also internet. don't have yeah, over there. They don't have stress. Because they drink was, that local wine. Well, and I was in Europe <laughs> this summer, and those people are not like Americans and how they operate life. Right. However, Loma Linda is also a blue zone. Loma Linda is? Loma Linda. No. In I LA? Said, look it up. Look it up. Loma Linda. Interesting. California is also <laughs> a blue zone. So uh, what's interesting in there, though, is they are Seventh-day Adventists, 
And they do eat. They do eat uh, mostly veggies. Okay. I don't think they eat meat. Is that right? Uh, I, I don't real know. Strict I don't on their know. Diet. Yeah. Pretty real sure they strict. don't eat meat. Um, and they definitely don't eat pork. I know that. But I, I don't think they eat meat. But um, I've been watching this show on Netflix, The One Hundred. It's it's called One Hundred uh, something something. I can't remember the exact. Okay. But if you just look, if you just type in One Hundred on Netflix, you'll yeah. find it. And it's a show about the blue zones. And it goes through each. This guy goes through each and every uh, culture that the blue zones are the legit blue zones. And he talks about the factors that he has observed there. And uh, he's a journalist. Very, very cool show. But one of the factors that he talks about is, is, um, is the community aspect and the purpose aspect. Um, and these people all live life together in a community. Uh, a lot of them, um, there are some, some, I shouldn't say a lot, but some of them are religious or some of them just have a really strong uh, community where they have meals together. And they, they just tend to live longer. It's it's really interesting. I, I never knew that. It says right here, Loma Linda, California, the only blue zone in America, wow. is the home of a Seventh Day Adventist community of over nine thousand people. Wow. Adventists in Loma Linda tend to live up to ten years or more longer than the average American. Yeah. Wow. I'm moving. Okinawa, Japan. <laughs> I'm your place to. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna also convert to Seventh Day Adventist. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Don't say that. He's so, he's joking. Yeah, but, but really, let's go back. <laughs> okay, my one of my concerns is for the women and men out there that go, "Hey, I have to work in this environment. You know, eight hours a day or ten. Hey, let's talk about what you're eating. And again, I'm going to continue to be redundant. But and I know that everyone can do it, but. These 72-hour water fasts, they flush out all your damaged DNA. They they uh, just reprogram your whole immune system. And again, I have a friend that should have died within a year of cancer, and he's doing a 72-hour water fast every month, and his cancer numbers are not going up. And I'm telling you, what he's doing is every month he's rejuvenating his immune system and getting new T-cells and all this stuff. Some friends of mine want to do it, and... Um they're going to try to do it together. They want me to do it too. Uh, and I'm going to suggest to them that we start smaller and then work up to 72 hours. Because <laughs> I went right into the 72 hours. That's wild, man. But that's I, I love time. it because I didn't know what to expect. Now that I know what to expect, I really dread it. Well, but I try to do it every other month. But Josh, let me give you a hint if you're going to do it. And those out there, those of you out there, you know, if you're older, see your doctor. There can be some some bad ramifications if you're not healthy. So please don't do it because I right. do it. But let me tell you the key of what I do. On Sunday nights, I have a big meal like 5 o'clock. And so that meal lasts me all through the night and through part of the next day. Now, the second day is the worst. I mean, you will dream of sucking on avocados the second day. <laughs> and then the third day, your, your hunger starts going away. And uh, and then at, at night when you when you come back, of course, I I take uh, bone broth, eat a half of an avocado and chicken. I'd be very very careful, boy, mm-hmm. when you come back. But one I've of my even friends seen my own health improve. Yeah, that's good. Um, one of my friends suggested a forty day fast. He said, we, we, "This has been done before. We could do it." I said, "Yeah, that's true." But after forty days, the devil will show up. So you yeah. Be careful. yeah, and then you die <laughs> if you don't eat. Uh, well, oh, man. Yeah. So anyway, you, you can fast. Uh, you can just get on a good, clean diet, and that might offset any damage to your DNA mm-hmm. through this these uh, good. wireless internet what's radio it, frequency. What's interesting is, is that we can go uh, quite a long time without food. Our bodies can. Uh, less time without water, but we cannot, it, it, sleep is one of the things that we cannot go without. And yes. so um, it's interesting how we have these limits, uh, mm-hmm. but we also have this room to 
uh, practice discipline, right? And and I think that God created it this way to mm-hmm. where uh, we we He wants us to be disciplined so that we accomplish what we need to accomplish in our lives, um, so that we can encourage one another, right? We're doing this little race thing, like it's, uh, and I'm in terrible shape. I mean, terrible shape. It's so bad, I can hardly even run a mile right now, but. I, you know, when you commit to something and yeah. you say, Hey, I'm going to do this goal and you do it with somebody else, I'm doing it with Vince. And so, you know, it's, there's a community aspect to it. It really does something for you. Going back to the blue zones thing. Um, there was a, a, a man in Costa Rica who was, um, he was on a horse and he was, um, uh, wrangling up some cattle and he was dancing and jumping around. They're like, how old are you? He's like 100 years old. 100 years old, and he was active. But what he said is he said that life is about having a purpose, and it's about doing it with others. And that's so, good. again, like the, going back to those simple things, hmm. that's uh, you, you have these groups. We have a group at the church that runs together. We yeah. have other groups that have hiked uh, yeah. mountains together. Or uh, maybe it's in something else. It doesn't have to be physical. Maybe it's a, um, a group that gets together and, and reads the Bible or plays uh, Bunko or whatever yeah. they do. Um, having this purpose and having a reason to show up uh, being a part of a church, I think, is really important. Uh, I think that's why it was God's plan originally to have a church. Is just showing up for others gives you this sense of purpose. And you mm, talked yeah. about at the beginning. You talked about changing your mindset. That's a great way to change your mindset. Is saying I'm here for a reason yeah. to live. You know what? For others. I just thought of a really good book on this. Tribal influence. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you write me, I'll send you a free copy. Tribal influence is a book that I wrote, and it talks thought, about the 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 the. Uh, benefits of belonging to a group. In fact, you said something else to me right now when you were talking. Uh, anybody out there that maybe we should start a 72-hour water fast club. I'm already doing it with one other pastor in the church. Maybe there's like 20 of us should do it on the same time so we could encourage one another. Can and, you exercise when you're fasting or no? You're just pretty much in shape. I, I, I don't because they said it's whenever busy. I lift weights, I want to take protein but and that can, would break right, your It doesn't mess up like your concentration and working and enhances all that? No, or? but, but you, you're going to work out. And After. then you can't take any protein or anything because it'll break the autophagy process. So, right. so they say, Dr. Peter Atia okay. says that, uh, and actually I saw this on um, uh, that show Limitless with okay, yeah, Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they say that after... Um, I can't remember how many hours, but it's around that 72-hour mark. You start to get an intense focus, like a really intense focus. Interesting. And uh, your, no, your nose starts running. And, and from what I... <laughs> really? Is that true? <laughs> every time. Every time. My nose starts running the third day. Interesting. And I can, bre- I can breathe so good after that. You oh. think your sinuses are... I think something's like happening in my head. Oh, yeah, like I do. Inflammation. I do. Like mm. the inflammation that from food. I, I breathe. I've never been able to breathe through my nose. Since I started 72-hour huh. fast, I can breathe so well through my nose. It's wow. unbelievable. So and they, I know I have polyps. So. They equated this intense focus to like the hunter-gatherer stage of life um, yeah. where they needed to eat. Yeah. So it's like you need this focus to go uh-huh. and hunt and yeah. kill your, your your prey or whatever, dig up your food, whatever, uh, that you needed this this intense focus to do that. And so that's why your body does that after 72 hours. Hmm. Basically, your body's like, well, you need to eat. We're going to give you a little extra push here. <laughs> Again, the ter- term is autophagy. It starts a process called autophagy. Hmm. And as far as I know, you have to go almost 72 hours to get the full effect of autophagy. Yeah. 50 hours won't do it. 52 won't do it. To get the full effect, you need to go at least 72 hours. Hmm. 
And now it's still 48, 50 hours still uh, flushes out a lot of damaged DNA and cells. It's still really, really good. Mm. But I like to do 72. So again, what else can our, our friends out there do uh, that if they're in an environment where, you know, they're getting a lot of these RFs and EMFs, uh, they can eat healthy, exercise. I, man, exercise blows me away the more I learn about how it has uh, all kinds of health benefits to it. I mean, I knew it always did, but boy, there's a lot of things that, that happen good to your body when you exercise regularly. And they can uh, drink green tea. Oh, green tea. It's, it's, it's crazy, uh, the things they're finding out now about the benefits of green tea. And blueberries. Blueberries are yeah, excellent. Super good for you. I turned you on to some yep. years ago, that shake. Yep, and I have been drinking it every morning for the last five years. I think consistency so in your diet is important too. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how when we change up our diet or we change supplements or we jump on the latest fad, mm-hmm. our body has to, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. our, our body has to adjust to that. And think about like how much energy and how much uh, it just shakes things up in your system. I, yeah. I don't. I feel like your body gets used to kind of eating the same foods because you know that's how we we're. You know the the original hunter gatherers, the original people. They yeah, their diet was they had pretty to eat limited. kind of the yeah. consistent food <laughs> right. that they had, right? right? What they what they, and they got used yeah. to it. Um, yeah. And so I think for us, it's like we're constantly. I think that's another reason why we have cancers is we're constantly using products, new products. We're constantly using new. Uh, um, supplements and all these things and for the, temp- the temporary gain, you know? But, and we are a generation, you bring up a good point that, but I'm eat, not a, that a nutritionist, eat, even so. though if you like, you're like, I restrict my calories to 1500 calories or whatever. We eat a lot more. Um, we kind of talked about this uh, maybe in the podcast before, but, um, like pre-industrial revolution, like people didn't eat four five, six meals a day. They didn't snack all day. Right. They didn't have energy drinks. They didn't have to, when the lights went out, the lights went out. There was I would no even say a hundred years ago, people were not the size that they are today. I went oh, to a no, theater right. in downtown LA yeah. last week and I sat in a chair and the whole, the whole uh, preview of this movie, my leg was going into the uh, back of the chair in front of me. And I was like, what was the average size of the person a hundred years ago? Right. Cause I don't think it was six feet tall. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure with like the, I mean, uh, macro nutrients and stuff, the way that we eat now. And the, I mean, I'm sure it's changed a lot. You know, um, this is crazy. And I, yeah. I might regret this statement, but how many 90 year old real heavy set people do you see? Mm-hmm. You don't see hardly any. No, you got to keep your weight. You got to keep your weight yeah. down. You have to. You but you know, I just looked up something interesting. I didn't even know this existed. Uh, premium EMF protection clothing. And you know what? <laughs> Look at this. This is a bad looking clothing. Stylish. That's it's actually interesting. It's stylish. Wow. It's not like aluminum foil. No, very stylish. Aluminum foil. Uh, <laughs> it's just, so, just ra- ra- aluminum foil dress. Here comes, here comes Pastor Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you have to work in a place and you think you're EMF sensitive, right. uh, hey, this clothing, I mean, that's pretty modern looking stuff. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't know what else we want to say about, but let me say this again, it's, it's redundant. But let's say I had a platform where I spoke to millions, which I don't. Uh, but let's say I had a huge, I had a huge, huge platform. Uh, and I went out there and I taught some of this stuff. And we get, we get great reviews and we get a lot of people following this podcast, but it's not in the millions. Um, and I went out there and, and, and I started just, uh, putting this message out all over the United States. And it was really being heard by a lot of people right away. I'll tell you what would happen. People involved in the, 
cell, uh, cell tower industry, people involved in the electric cars, all these people would plop down several million dollars and they'd do some testing that's biased and they would put it on the internet saying, and you, you'll see this on the internet, sponsored, 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 mm-hmm. you know, web pages. Yeah. Yeah. And what they will do is they will flat lie to you. They will lie to you mm-hmm, and sure. tell you it's been proven that there's no danger. Well, this is a bunch of baloney. They'll label blah, blah, you blah, as blah, a conspiracy they theorist. Don't, they don't lie technically, right? They what they do is they'll take ten studies, yeah, or twenty studies, or hundred studies, and the one that is favorable, they'll yes. use that one. Or, or Josh, they will pay people to make it unfavorable, wow. or to make it favorable in their in their uh, respect opinion or whatever. It, it'll catch up at some point because I do. It's crazy, and one of the things you know, love or hate California and all the different laws. I am shocked that we did pass a law recently. Um, where we are going to get rid of red dye and uh, I think blue dye, the two dyes that are like they know that are extremely poisonous. So they're going to, so like if you have M&M's or Skittles and red M&M's, if you have these different color candies, they're no longer, or whatever food, they're no longer going to be able to be put in food products in California, which I think is a good step forward. It's like, wow, I'm glad that they did that. I think in the future, when we buy our phones, when we buy our routers, we're going to be notified, whether it changes our behavior or not, I'm not sure. Um, that, that it will say like, hey, just so you know, like California, a warning label. A warning yeah. label. Hey, Calif- California. The one good thing California does is is they stay on top of the warnings. Yeah, uh, they they do a good job with that. Right. All the fast food restaurants it doesn't doesn't stop us from eating the fast food, but right. But the warnings right there. It's like you're you're gonna eat this. You're, you're gonna have right. Cancer. Also, yeah. to encourage you, if today you're listening and you might feel like you're not healthy, um, you know, you haven't been to the gym a lot, you have an RF, you know, you have the router right by the, be- you know, your headboard of your bed. You can start at any time by changing these habits. You can literally yes. move your, you know, move your router. You can start eating healthy. You can do these things. So, and start small because one of the things I, I shared with you guys, I don't even think we were alive, um, is our bodies rebuild themselves every mm-hmm. seven years. Literally, like our body's mm-hmm. DNA will shed all of our cells and rebuild itself every seven years. Well, the so biggest... if you start today, seven years yeah. from now, you start a healthy mm-hmm. regimen. Seven years seven years from now today, you will be a healthier version of yourself. But that's if you start a healthy you start, regimen. Yeah. If you start, so don't feel discouraged today. You talk about belief. You talked about belief to begin today, this biology belief book. And people don't believe that things are going to, we really don't naturally believe that 10 years of consistent behavior is going to make a difference, Mm -hmm. which is funny because obviously it will, but we don't think that. We think if I don't see results, like right now, I've started working out a couple weeks ago and I'm like, I'm not seeing results. I'm like, I've been working out for two weeks. Uh, I feel I feel you. Two weeks. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's not anything. Right. I know? get it. Yeah. It's uh, after the holidays. Uh, but it's, you know, we, we want this, these quick results. That's we what do. we want. Mm-hmm. And when we don't get these quick results, we get so discouraged so fast. What did um, I hear this last week? We overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can accomplish in five years. That's a Tony Robbins uh quote originally yeah yeah now it's a jim cruise quote all right i like it <laughs> yeah well how does that go you know i i, I uh, heard someone say and then pretty soon it's what i've always said <laughs> yeah um no so i was gonna say uh, with vince's point um you can get overwhelmed like man i'm yeah. just like this i feel like i'm drowning in like unhealthiness yeah and my encouragement is just concentrate on changing one thing yep just yes. just focus on changing one thing yep. Yep. and the worst that's a good that's a good word um 
the worst thing that we can do is stress. Yep. So that's where the stress would be worse than the, the RAF sending yeah. It's worse yep. than smoking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really is. It's bad. And so, do the best you can do with what you have. Yep. Yeah. It's biologically bad. I mean, cortisol is released into mm -hmm. your system. That affects your arteries. That affects mitochondria. It's, yep. it's all bad. So, yeah, stress is stress. Just like one hour of stress can start killing off mitochondria. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has a horrible, horrible effect. And then you don't sleep. Uh, so stress is a much bigger uh, thing to worry about probably. And a good check for stress, a good thing to do is to ask yourself in any moment that you're feeling overwhelmed, ask yourself what is real mm. right now? What is real? Mm -hmm. Like am I, am I spending a lot of time, a lot of worry, ruminating, like we said, uh, about things that have not happened? Right. Right. Or possibly will not happen. Um, or am I actually using my energy for what's at hand right now? Mm -hmm. Isn't it a fact that the majority of things that we worry about probably won't happen? They're probably not real. Probably yeah, the majority. They're, they're not real. Yeah. They're, they're not based in reality. And so, you know, people think that, uh, you know, if somebody were to talk about things that were crazy, you know, aliens came down and took my family, we'd be like, oh, that person's not in reality right now. Right. But Yet we don't say anything to the daydreamer. We don't say anything to the person that's worrying yeah. about tomorrow. We don't say anything to the person that's uh, stressed about their finances in a year. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. that's also not real. Mm -hmm. it, what's real is yes, you might have a you might have a behavioral issue that is affecting you financially, which is causing stress. Right. But the only thing, the only time that you have to do something about it is right now. So what are you doing right now to fix it? You know, like not, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the yeah. next day. You have to start somewhere, right? That's what we're saying. Or, or, long ago, years ago, I uh, suggested something that I did read somewhere else. But somebody said they had a worry box. Hmm. There's something that worry about something. Every time they worry about something, they'd write it down, stick it in the worry box. And they said, Wednesday at 2 hmm. o'clock to 4 o'clock is my worry day. Yeah. That's my worry day. Yeah. And so I write it down so I can be sure and worry about it, but I don't worry until Wednesday 2 to 4. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about demons. All right. Let's that's talk good, about demons. That's a good transition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Worried let's talk demons. about spirits. <laughs> we kind of left off with this topic, uh, what, uh, a week ago? Yeah, well, last week. Yeah, well, last two weeks week. ago. We missed the a podcast. We had some technical podcast, dif yes. difficulties, right. and we apologize for no, that. No, you had Pastor Ron difficulties. That was what it was. Uh, but anyway, for missing the podcast. <laughs> uh, but spirits, I mean, you know, uh, they're spiritual all around Spiritual warfare. They're all around us. Spiritual yeah. warfare and spirits. I well, mean, I'm convinced it's the least talked about subject in the modern church, but it's the most important. Okay. Why is the church afraid to talk about it, Jim? What do you think? I don't know, because the world talks about it. The, world, the world is releasing movies about yeah. the paranormal. The, the world seems to be almost... Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan talks about demons all the time. <laughs> Does he? Podcast. Yeah. Does he call them demons? Yeah, but... I don't think he believes in them, but yeah, he, he does. Well, he, he says, he talks about aliens. And he talks about all these different things. He's like, well, some people think that demons are aliens and, you know, all this different stuff. And so, um, you know, yeah, they, they definitely talk about this stuff. It's like the curiosity of the unknown. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. that are curious about it. I think what happens is we fear having an absolute idea of what we don't know. So like um, if I were to, you know, say 100% for sure um, that an angel spoke to me this morning and is going to speak to you later on today um, at three o'clock, right? The angel told me at three o'clock, he's going to come and speak two to minutes from now. Yep. Okay. So like <laughs> that, you would say, well, I don't know about that. You know, I don't right. know about things. Well, what like would people think of me if I said 
I've had conversations with demons. And I have. Right. I have. Uh, through many deliverances. I think they I, would I, say, tell me more, Ron. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think right. that's what they would yeah. say. Of the many deliverances I've, I have uh, done uh, in 50 years, I have actually had conversations with them. And again, let me reemphasize. If anybody out there sat with me through a deliverance, there is no way in my mind that they would walk out of that room going, that was a bunch of bunk. They would know. They would know that was real what just happened. And the demons have have conversed with me through people. And I've Uh, sat with you, by the way, in a couple of those situations. And it is very real. Very real. Uh, Just like the biblical days. Nothing's changed. It's the same thing. Absolutely. Uh, We still live in the the same days that they lived in the Mm -hmm. Bible days as far as demonic spirits. Um, And they they can possess people or live in them, we might say. Some people say, well, it's not a possession. It's more they have a demon. Well, whatever. That's just a a game of semantics. Um, I have learned through experience that... The same lifestyle that the people lived in the book of Acts, the church in the book of Acts lived, we live that exact same lifestyle today. And what's sad is there's a lot of people out there that go to church who are being taught that that lifestyle is not the same today as it was then. In other words, you you don't have authority over demons. You don't need it, I guess. I mean, let me ask you a question. All those demons in the Bible, now in the Old Testament, we didn't see them very much. In the New Testament, when they got confronted... Uh, all hell broke loose. Uh, Jesus came and started confronting them. And when he did, oh my goodness. And the New Testament church continued to confront them and all hell broke loose. Uh, what happened to all those demons in the Bible? I mean, after the Bible was written, they just went away. They just disappeared. They're not around anymore. Yeah. I mean, where'd they go? Right. Uh, and if they messed with people in those days, you don't think they're going to mess with people in these days? I was reading an article um, from history.com. I I don't know the specific backlink to it. And they were talking about um, churches and basically um, the demonic influence and how back, you know, we were just talking about a hundred years ago, they would, it was very common. Like if somebody had um, a sickness or mental illness, they would definitely bring them into the church and then they would pray for them. And then one of the things they would pray um, as against demons and principalities and all these different things. It was very common. It was a common practice. It was something um, that they felt um, was needed. Now, again, this is post, um, you know, having uh, medicine on the shelves. This is post being able to go to a psychiatrist. This was post like all of this stuff. And so all of this was happening um, because this was the normal response. They read the Bible. They believed it to be true. And they thought, well, if somebody's sick, if somebody has mental illness or was, these different things. This was pre all of that, Oh, yeah, right? pre. Yeah, yeah, pre. Sorry, not post. Um, if, if, they, if, they, if they had these things, then definitely prayer and praying over demonic spirits was the answer. You well, fast forward 100 years, and I'm not saying, obviously, I'm not saying all mental illness and stuff, but you fast forward 100 years from then or maybe 150 right. years from now, we have so much convenience now that we're mm. like, oh, if I, need a, if I need a fix for my health, I'll just go to the store and buy the medicine. Or if you I need a right fix aid. for... Right. right. And I'm not saying, uh, obviously, I'm not saying everything is caused by demonic spirits, but what I am saying is that we've let our lack of spiritual sense override our convenience. Well, we're it's at like a, now it's like, it's so convenient we're at a point to get in the human fix. history right now where the pharmacological has intersected with the spiritual, I believe. Interesting. Well, it's interesting. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. Too. I haven't said that before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do. I well, think Galatians that, five, you pointed this out in a Bible study decades ago that the word for sorcery 
in the Greek is pharmakia. Hmm. And I thought that was so fascinating. Interesting. And some of the the drug trips that I've been on, I, f- I felt it was like super demonic. Mm. So there is a crossover effect. And I'm not saying all drugs are, right. are, are well, opening are us bad. up. Right, right, a lot right, of right. people are saying, they talk about mushrooms right mm-hmm. now. And this is huge in California huge, right now. Really it's huge. Probably all yeah. Over. But uh, it's very huge in our neck of the woods. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're saying, you know, that it's a spiritual experience mm-hmm. well, and that it will f- not only now people will say, and we didn't have this data, but that mushrooms now can fix mental right. health. Yep. But here's you, what's interesting. The yeah. psychedelics. I think, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that mushrooms are a cheat to actual spiritual connection with God. I think it's a cheat and, and, and it's dangerous. But I think that, that if you were to meditate on the word, get into a spirit of worship, meditation, go, go on a retreat, uh, and really spend, I mean, spend time meditating, really thinking about God's word. I think you'd have a spiritual experience just like that. And I think it would also have a very positive. Well, can I go back? Can I go back and, and talk about the point that you were saying how, you know, maybe medicine and just access that we have to things have yeah. just, yeah, have just kind of minimized the, the demonic. Well, we went to Africa this last summer, yeah, and we had a huge crusade. We had over a thousand people a night, and we gave an opportunity at the end for the sick to be prayed over, and for those people that were being tormented to be prayed over. And I watched at least a hundred people get delivered of mm-hmm. demonic spirits. Right, right. I mean, I I was on the stage, and I saw multiple people on the ground slithering like a snake. Uh, wow. In the midst of this crusade, See, av- being delivered of demonic The average spirits. person out there has never experienced this. Mm. Now, I was in Africa. No, it was uh, South America or Central America. And the same thing, Jim. I started praying for people that were in a line for healing. And I had probably three people down the floor that, that needed deliverance that were uh, basically, you know, having uh, the effects of the demon possession. They were on the mm. floor and they were rolling around and screaming. I didn't have enough people to help me. And so you see it when you go over into uh, the mission field more than you even do here. Mm-hmm. But what about the the, the, uh, the things that are more on the practical level about the lady in the Bible who has been over 18 years, she was crippled. And it says in the Bible that that particular crippled state she was in was caused by a demon. Well, you know, one of the ladies that was delivered of a demon was also blind. And after there was a deliverance, she could see. She, she got her sight back. Well, Jim, it, we, had, we had somebody that was blind right. get their sight back. It says in crusade. the Bible that demons can cause all these things, mutinous, on mm. and on and on. And uh, so I, I'm saying to you today, and, and as Josh is studying all this stuff to get his degree, and he's uh, in the mental health a lot, uh, I think that uh, there are some situations that are caused by demons. I do believe with all of my heart that if I could get into some of these uh, mental institutions today, that there's a certain percentage, probably small, of people that I could bring out of the mental institution that would be in the right mind because demons are causing their problems. But we know that uh, multiple personality disorders, Mm -hmm. MPDs, that are talked about in colleges and everything, uh, I think some of those are demons. we have to understand that some people take this too far. Uh, a lot of mental illness, of course, probably the majority of it is just broken things in their brain, mm-hmm. broken things in their body, and and comes from uh, psychological and emotional issues. Yeah. Trauma. I'm saying there's a certain yeah. percentage. Uh, 
if you have, uh, you know, some kind of illness, uh, mental illness or whatever, uh, you might want to go to a medical doctor, a psychiatrist, and a pastor. And each one can help you on a different level. Mm. Uh, sometimes your your problem could be caused from demons. If it is, come to us. We will pray over it and use our spiritual authority, and you might be healed. If it if that's not it, then you might need to go to a psychiatrist and get some help, or you might need to go to a medical doctor and get on some medicines. We like, have to keep the subject balanced. I like the approach of, uh, and this is something you taught us with your cancer story, I like the approach of praying first and asking God where to go next, you know, yes. and saying, God, lead me, guide me. And and I believe he will. I, I, I It's worked for me. It's worked for you I, where God will put, you know, um, a certain doctor on your heart or he'll put a certain um, type of medicine mm-hmm. or, you know, call this place or do, you know, read this book or go to this person, whatever it might be. Um, I think following that path is really important because um, there's a path to healing that God will lead you on, along. I, I mm-hmm. do believe that. Uh, and, and, and he might just miraculously cure you. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I think he wants you to put work into it, you know? Right. I, 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 but there are some people, sorry, Jim, there are some people I think that are beyond, like they don't know how to ask for help or they, they're beyond true. like being able to get that help. So, and I'm not saying obviously, and I'm with what your dad said, I, not everything I think is demonically influenced or, you know, people have issues. Um, but I do think it's up for us to be aware and not just throw like, you know, if somebody that you see somebody struggling, you feel like you said, like, God told you to go and pray for this person specifically. We have to honor that and go pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't mean that it is or isn't demonically, demonically or spiritually influenced. I'm curious, Ron, in the last 50 years of the church, is the church at large quiet about spiritual warfare because there's like an overcorrection of something in the past? I Oh, you hit the nail on the head. I think... I was raised, well, I don't think, but I I look back as I was raised in the Pentecostal church, and we did and said so many things that were just out there, crazy. We didn't have any biblical guidance uh, or biblical uh, proofs or context for what we were doing. And I think the Pentecostal church, in trying to promote their spirituality, did all these goofy things. And the church has come along now and acknowledged that, you know, some of the things they did were just purely birthed out of emotionalism. It had no biblical, uh, scriptural, spiritual uh, connection at all. And so I think we did overcorrect it. We overcorrected. Go, now we don't believe in any of that and, stuff and stop because talking of the fake stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today, I think in order for us to live in this culture and be, quote unquote, cool, cool Christians, mm-hmm. uh, we don't talk about this stuff, and we're afraid also that if we do talk about it, that we're going to run people off and scare them. I mean, how many churches today uh, are of the mindset that if somebody walked in like this lady in the Bible who was bent over and crippled from for 18 years, she would come in and ask for prayer that it wouldn't even cross our mind that it could be remotely possible mm-hmm. that that could be caused by a demon. Right. Uh, I think VBF and our other churches, Valley Vegas, uh, you know, and your church, Thousand Oaks Atmosphere, and on and on and on, I think we're pretty balanced. We don't see demons mm-hmm. behind every curtain, uh, but yet we do acknowledge their existence. And we don't do deliverances to entertain people. And we don't do deliverances all the time. I might do one every three or four or five months. And when we do do these things, we don't do them for show and tell. Uh, we take people behind the stage somewhere where it's in privacy. 
And so, uh, yeah, Jim, I think a lot of stuff in the church today, we went to a lot of unhealthy beliefs and a lot of unhealthy practices because we overcorrect. Mm-hmm. We overcorrect things that should not have been done in the past and shouldn't have been done in a certain way. Well, all I know is in the 30 years that you've discipled me, like this is all I know. And so I'm always shocked when I have people attend our church from other different churches or denominations, and they're shocked at this life that we're living. And I'm like, we're just living the Bible. So I don't understand where you came from and why they didn't preach this to you, but... I don't see how you're going to fully be involved in your relationship with Christ without recognizing the right. demonic and the spiritual warfare that is involved in living for Christ. Mm. Jim, I said, I said, I think a week ago on the podcast, two weeks ago, that the Bible says all those who truly want to live godly in Christ Jesus or all those who do live godly in Christ Jesus, they're going to suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. And so I think our message is so countercultural that if we really espouse this message, really live by it, we're going to get persecution. Uh, do you remember, Jim, the first time that I uh, led you through a, a, a deliverance? Oh, yes. I, where, I, I feel like it happened yesterday. <laughs> where, so real. Where were we at? Well, we started, it was my buddy John and I, we were at a restaurant and trying to keep this lady that was manifesting at the restaurant. There was a a family sitting in the booth next to us, and this lady is like going full exorcist on us. Oh, wow. Like, you know, I thought her head was going to spin around. Oh, wow. Like deep voice and And you're in a restaurant. We're at a restaurant, bro, downtown Bakersfield. And they called me because I, I had the most experience in this area, and if I remember correctly... You were talking to this girl, and she was she was pretty crazy. In fact, she had been sent by some big witch. Mm-hmm. Co- what would you call it? Like uh, a Wiccan, Wiccan yeah, thing. She had been Satanist. sent to cur- curse our church yeah. mm-hmm. from another city. Yep. And uh, what happened when I got really close to the <laughs> you restaurant? Were, you were driving by. I knew what car you were in. She didn't know what car you were in, and we were in the middle of this conversation, and. She just stopped in the middle of like doing her thing and just followed your car through the window of the restaurant and just followed it. I go, oh my goodness! She didn't even <laughs> see us like looking. I just saw it in the corner of my eye. And did eye. you remember? Now this, now you huh, you people out wild. there that don't believe in this stuff, just you know, just uh, uh, allow us to be foolish for a second. But we took her to a park. And I was praying over her, and she was foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. Spitting all over you. And, uh, and you're a germaphobe. And, and I was, I was And so I, I prayed, as I normally do. And I said, God, I think I need some angels helping me here right now. Mm. She started screaming and said, you would be afraid of me if it wasn't for all of them. And I said, all of who? All of those angels around you. And then remember what, what was crazy, Jim. She looked at me and says, uh, the demons did. They were talking through her. I said, I've conversed with them for and they said, uh, can we go into those babies over there? Do you remember that? Yep. Oh, wow. And I didn't see any babies. And within, there was what, part, 30 seconds? Way far away. 30 seconds, we looked over, and there was babies and strollers over yep. there. And they were coming babies. our direction. And then the Spirit said, can I go into those dogs? And I looked around, and what, within 30 seconds or a minute, uh, no, close to 10 seconds, some dogs ran through right where we were at. And this Spirit was picking that up. And I know right now we're freaking people out. And I have many of these stories. I'm just saying to you, we're not crazy. Uh, we're not mental cases. 
Uh, I don't know where Vince and Josh is at in this, so don't blame them. I'm just for this like, did, they, did you guys send them into the uh, babies or dogs? I mean, uh, <laughs> well, in the Bible, they sent them into pigs. The remember? Pigs. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I'm, so I'm, all I'm saying is this, because some of you have already you're tuning us out. You're going, I'm out of here. These guys are plum nuts. Uh, read the Bible. Yeah. Read the Gospels. Yep. Read Acts. That Book a, of Acts. Yep. And what they lived, we're still living that same yeah. lifestyle. I think I love what you just said, because that's what I was resonating with. How could you go through the, the Gospels and then not have some thought about demons? Because it's very, pre- Mark, you know, you go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, like you just read the Gospels and Jesus is constantly de- dealing with spiritual um, a spiritual presence in people. It's very, mm-hmm. and how could you, as you said, other pastors, other churches, how could you read through that stuff and be like, well, no, it just doesn't well, happen. Vince, or it doesn't, here, it doesn't exist anymore. This verse, it just is one of several, but in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy mm-hmm. strongholds. And when you read verses like that, where does your mind go? And the Bible says also there's there's a form of godliness. There, there's, there's, a peop, there's a group of people, there are certain people out there that it says they hold to a form of godliness, but they deny the dynamite power and said, turn away from such people. Don't hang around them. There is dynamite power in this walk with God. We, we have this divine dynamite power. And it's there for a reason. And it says here in this particular verse that uh, this divine power is used to pull down strongholds and we're even to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So I know this sounds really radical to some people out there. Mm. They're going, I don't believe this. I don't know what to think about it. You know, I had a guy one time. He's one of my best friends today. I was starting a church in Colorado. And he said, you know, my wife drugged me to see you drug me down there and said, we're going to see this guy. And he said, I wasn't even really into church. And so I went along to appease her and I said, you came out that night and you talked about this radical stuff. And uh, uh, she said, uh, uh, he said, excuse me, we had somebody come in the studio and I just kind of lost track of mine here. But he said, uh, uh, I went and I, I, I sat through the service and although I didn't agree with a whole bunch of stuff you said, you got my curiosity up to such a level that I went home and I was in the Bible till midnight because you got me really curious about some things. And so I'm sorry, I just lost my attention for a second. Somebody came through and I, I didn't know. Yeah, well, hi, how you doing? Can God bless I, you, buddy. Can I add this to that scripture that you gave too? Because yes. that's really good, what you were saying about your friend, you know, Ephesians. How can you just dismiss or pass over, put on the full armor of God so that you may stand firm against right. the schemes of the devil? devil? Right. I got a word picture. It just came to me. So when we go to Israel, do you guys remember going to Israel? And there was these gates and there was on, on these certain gates, there was the, the landmine, uh, like there was landmines in the fields. You guys remember this? Mm-hmm. Like you would go through these different areas and they would like say, the don't warnings, cro- the warnings, they yeah. say, don't cross this area. Cause there's landmines in the right. field. Right. Mm-hmm. And so of That's course, you know, we'd always joke like, Oh, run over there and get that thing. Or, you know, I think our friend Bo once was throwing rocks in the landmine field. I don't know for whatever reason, <laughs> Bo, if you're listening, yeah, that, that's you. Um, but can you imagine if they took the signs down and just, and said, Eh, it's probably not. It's probably, they're probably going to be okay. Like most people, like it's a, it's a, it's going to be an anomaly if they step on a landmine. 
by not talking about the spiritual stuff in our church, we are letting our people run into these landmine fields. So well, let me, let me, let me just analogy. put another illustration on top of that. What if you went down to visit some people in the slums of East Los Angeles and they told their family members, you know, let's don't mention the G word down here. <laughs> Gangsters, don't, don't mention it. Yeah. We know they're all over the place, but don't mention it. I mean, they're putting our lives in danger if we're staying down there three or four days. We need to know about the gangs, good uh, stuff out there in the streets. Yeah. Another yeah. great analogy. So, uh, but they, I, it, I, I believe in this stuff. It's just that I haven't seen it on the level that you've seen it on, and I also, I also know that there that mental illness does exist, and that yes. there's right. a biological factor. Of course, there. yeah. So, I when I think of spiritual um, uh, warfare, I think of what you know, demons are doing, and this includes the devil, like, I think that there's schemes that happen on a much more subversive level. Um, mm, yeah. You know, things that we would never uh, consider being spiritual. For sure. Uh, you know, undertones in our media, um, uh, you know, some of the books we read, some of the media that we, we, we consume on a regular basis, um, conversations, music, different things. I think that, that there's a lot of forces going on um, that are that are designed to keep us distracted from our purpose and mm -hmm. from what we're supposed to be doing. And so when I think of spiritual warfare, I, I first ask myself, what am I supposed to be doing, right? What am I, what's my calling? What, what am I on this earth to do? And what is trying to keep me from doing that? And I think that, that I believe that the devil and demons are behind some of that stuff, you know? And, and so you have to be careful there, but you can pray through that too and just ask God for wisdom as well. You balance this out. Why? You, you balance this out. I think, I think we need you. Uh, I'm talking about the more radical right now, but then, yeah, bring it in the practical well, stuff for me, too. It's not if, all real radical. For me, look, if, if, if a demon started talking to me through, say, Caven over there, right, um, which is most likely in this room. Uh, <laughs> most likely, Caven uh, uh, would be the one. The, yeah. It would make me believe. It would make me fight more. It would yeah. fire me up. It would, it would put me on guard more. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the demons are somewhat smart enough to keep me from doing that. For sure. And they would rather me be lazy and not see it as be much, so obvious, right? Right. Um, and so I have, I'm, I, I think that through. I'm like, okay, well, um, you know, obviously for me, it's better for them not to go head up because I will just jump into the mix and start fighting. Like that's right. what I'll do. Right. Um, but if it's much more subversive, I'll get lazy, and so I have to be careful not to get too lazy. So that it's just different for different people. You for know? sure. Yeah, and I think there is a practical side. And again. I, I've said this over uh, several times, I think, in past podcasts, but you could come into VBF and go to church there for three or four months and never even really know our belief in the demonic realm because we don't talk about it a lot. Doesn't uh, come up every sermon. Doesn't come up no, every right sermon. No. And so you could we go there three months. We don't have buckets on the stage saying, uh, no. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not out of balance yeah. at all. But think of this verse. It says, be alert and of sober mind. Mm -hmm. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in your faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Mm. So there's some kind of sufferings going on connected to this. When I read that, uh, I think of a lion in a zoo because those are the only lions I've seen. Mm. And... Um, and I think about how those lions aren't a threat to me because there's a fence. And I think that sometimes we, in our lives, we, we jump the fence 
right? Mm. And we think, I'm safe, I'm fine, but I would never jump the fence and jump in there with a lion, right? I wouldn't do that because that would be foolish. Um, Sometimes we are very uh, unassuming. We're not worried about what we do in our lives, where we go, you know? where we go mentally, where we go, uh, you know, in our minds, uh, and where we go with outside influences. Um, sometimes we're jumping right in the cage, you know, so right? good. And, and there's no reason to do that. Right. <laughs> just, just don't do it. By the way, KB, I was kidding. Well, you I know that he was, I, over, I don't he's think over so. looking sad. KB, no, he's, uh, he's crying. The, the he's corner. actually crying. Yeah, he's crying. That's messed up, man. You made really him cry. <laughs> uh, I think going back to the demonic, it, you know, we've talked about the possession but the subversive stuff that you're talking about, we're, we're talking about, you know, this division. Mm-hmm. There could be a subversive demonic, yeah. you know, entity behind the division Have or, you the, ever or the felt, distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever felt like you were, like somebody was at odds with you and they weren't? Oh, mm. right. Yeah. All the time. So like, I think, so the, I think the devil's behind that stuff. Of yeah. Like you say, division, yeah, like, yeah. that yeah. would be huge. And yeah. I remember going through a dark time in my life. Well, yeah, what, everybody was after me. What about, what about <laughs> discouragement? discouragement? Have you ever yeah, yeah. depression? Depression. Yep. I, I, and and not, I know that depression can be a clinical thing, but sure. there, there's something maybe between normal and depression of this discouragement that is spiritual in nature. There's a 100% spiritual. Root okay. Too, we, we have seen several people in 50 years healed, from uh, suicidal tendencies through spiritual warfare. Yes. Um, and again, I think once you learn that you have this anointing from God, I was thinking about the Bible the other day. It says the 72 that he sent out, Jesus sent them out into the field to minister and to cast out demons and to pray for people. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus, you know, he kind of calmed them down and said, I know, I know. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I saw it. He said, but don't get, don't get carried away with this. He said, just know your, your name's in the book of life. Get, get, get Be more me, excited about that. Love more me focused. Combined, uh, and I have to leave soon because uh, my daughter's in dance uh, today and I have her clothes, so it's very important. Uh, but um, l- let, me, let me just take the spiritual and the bio- biology, uh, the biological, and, and combine those two right now because there's a very practical side to taking, this, take, taking as someone who's su- suicidal, right? Um, if you were to go to a therapist, they would, they would work really hard on getting you to understand your purpose. They would get. They would. They would work really hard on getting you to understand your worth. Uh, they would work really hard on getting you to understand uh, that you have a reason to be here. Right on the the faith side, that's all that we teach is that you have a purpose. You have a reason to be here. Like there, that you have a God who loves you and gives you the worth. It's just. It's just where the worth comes from is a little different sometimes, but it's the same thing. So there's a very practical side to faith. I really believe that. Well, yeah, and Paul said our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against these spirits, and and those spirits can come in any form, like you said, discouragement, lust, yeah. fear, all kinds of things. So there's mm-hmm. much more a practical side to this than the real melodramatic that we're talking about here today. Right. Um, So I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about that. I know you have to go, and um, we uh, are uh, kind of lengthy today. It's a longer one, yeah. Yeah. You guys can wrap it up if you need to, but I have to go and uh, get the little tutu to my little daughter. It wouldn't be the same podcast if you didn't sign us off, Josh. I know, I know. So we'll end now, I guess. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, well, thank you, Jim, for coming. We appreciate it, man. 
Love having you. Uh, you love being good here. Perspective. And you'll have to come uh, visit us once a month. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to. That'd be great. And um, KB, just pray more. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and stop crying. Stop <laughs> crying. No, no, it's no, okay. No. He didn't it's mean terrible. to hurt you. It's terrible. Poor fella. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, I uh, love you guys. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And um, have a great weekend. Don't stress. Don't worry. Just no. get, you know, really, truly uh, yes. pray about everything and let the rest be. And thank you for all the, the comments. People are seeing us everywhere going, man, we love the podcast, love the podcast. So just share it with your friends. And, and leave uh, And we love to hear from you. So we love right. you guys. See you guys. Bye. See ya. Your daddy is rain.